You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. My name is Ben Anderson, and I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And we love hanging out with you every Thursday afternoon as we chat. Typically, it's Pastor Michael and I. But today, I have Pastor Al. He is our senior pastor here, and we're glad to have you today. Thank you. Yep. We are going to have a great conversation. Pastor Al started a new message series called Miracles. Yep. But before we dive into all of that, just want to remind you guys, everything that we talk about here on Conversations podcast has to relate to our mission, which is go serve and love. We want to help you better do that wherever you are. And every week we have people literally from around the world tuning in. Uh, So we're thankful for you. And as always, if there is a topic or something that you want us to talk about, wrestle with, put handles on... uh, for you, let us know. Head on over to our website, limabaptisttemple.org. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can submit a form there, but just make sure we know uh, that you are talking about the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. Every Tuesday afternoon is Pastor Al's message from that previous Sunday. Then Thursday afternoons around 3 p.m. is us chatting about that message, putting handles, trying to make it a little bit more practical. But Pastor Al, I know Sunday mornings, everybody knows who you are, Right. Um, but we have some people that listen to this, watch it on YouTube that, you know, have never stepped foot in our church, maybe don't know who you are quite as much. So okay. why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Or uh, I can do it. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I've been in the, well, I'll just start here. Um, I'm been married uh, in my 36th year. Uh, my wife's name is uh, Lori. Uh, we met in 1983 uh, in college, University of Mobile in Alabama. It's a few years before I was born. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, he's being rude. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm an old guy. I'm 61 years old. But uh, anyhow, we have two daughters, and uh, we have one granddaughter. Cool. And, and, and both our kids are kind of in ministry. They both, uh, you know, work jobs. One is a school teacher. One works for, you know— uh, a real estate uh, and, you know, home building okay. association, but they both uh, sing on praise team. Then of course my son-in-law is on staff at gateway out in okay. Arizona. Yeah. Awesome so, uh, so it's always been so good, but we have served in uh, churches in Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, and then the frozen tundra here <laughs> in Ohio. Hey, it's getting nice and warm and balmy. Yeah. In just a few weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. So, well, Hey, thanks for sharing that. Um, so this past Sunday, we started a new message series on uh, miracles. And one of the things that we always kind of chat about on the podcast is, you know, what most resonated with us and kind of the whole premise of this miracle series um, is just to kind of remind people that miracles still do happen today in our everyday lives and point them back through, you know, kind of the awesome, crazy, right. Yeah. Outlandish might not be the best right. word. You know, those things that happen throughout Scripture and the Bible. Right. Um, but I really enjoyed uh, your message on uh, Sunday. You know, you titled that On mm. the Brink of a Miracle. Right. And I think one of the things that um, <clears throat> I really resonated with and I thought was really cool is, well, 
first of all, you tied it back into your IM series, right. uh, which is always good. You reminded us that, you know, we must be abiding in Jesus, abiding in God, you know, living out God's plan for our life, you know, in his will, if we're going to experience, you know, right. those miracles in our life. And it's not something we can just do, you know, whatever we want, you know, throughout the week or, right. you know, throughout the year, act right. like a heathen and expect God to, right. um, you know, perform these miracles. So I thought that was, a, you know, a really good reminder for uh, myself. And then he kind of ended the message with, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, prayer and just the importance of prayer and abiding in God that way. So this might be an unusual question, you know, to ask the person who, you know, does the message or preaches the yeah. sermon. But, you know, when you're wrestling with the sermon, was there anything that resonates, probably the wrong word, but kind of struck a chord with you as or something that you've been kind of thinking about since the message? Yeah, well, when I told you, you know, I've told you a lot of times I'm thinking about this is have a lot of, you know, well, books in office and but I was going through some stuff maybe two or three months ago. And it was a book that my mother gave me. It's called mm. All the Miracles of the Bible. Yep. And so, you know, and then occasionally uh, my mother would write in certain books. In this particular book, she had written uh, this. It's just a short note. But it said in here, it said, uh, as you study the miracles of the Bible, always thank God every day for the greatest <clears throat> miracle of all, Jesus Christ. Mm. That's my awesome. prayers are with you each day. Serve Christ at your best. And so, and that is the truth. I mean, I said that Sunday, salvation is still the greatest miracle. You know, I, I've said it, you've heard me say it many times from the pulpit. The greatest miracle that always takes place here at Lima Baptist Temple on a Sunday is when someone comes into this building lost. They don't know Christ, which yep. means Amen. they're on their way to hell. But before they leave, they ask Jesus to become Lord and Savior of yep. their life. And when they leave, they're on their way to heaven. <clears throat> so if they die, yeah. I mean, their whole eternal destiny has changed just like that. Yeah. And that's what I, I love about it. And I think just, you know, so many of us about being on the brink of a miracle, there are people that walk into the church. They want to know is, you know, they feel like they have lost hope. There yeah. is no hope. Uh, but God doesn't know. He doesn't know a mm. hopeless situation. Yeah. No, that was a really cool uh, note that your mother wrote. And, you know, for those, you know, that haven't known you for a long time, but your mother was, you know, really one of your main spiritual oh, yeah. cheerleaders throughout life. Yeah. And, you know, you've shared other notes, you know, right. with the congregation and things right. that she's encouraged you with. And right. So that was really cool that she did that. Yeah. When when did she give you that book? 1985. Okay, again, a few years before I was born. <laughs> well, I didn't start college yeah. to, to I was until 1982. I was 22 okay. years old. I was running from Lord. That's after, you know. Yeah you know what happened there. And then, so it was really right in my end of my junior year. Okay, cool. Of college. So we've had it for, for a few years. 36 years. Yep. So for those that are just joining, if you have not listened to Pastor Al's first message on miracles, I encourage you to do that. If you're more on the, you want the podcast form, uh, you can get that on any of the major podcast platforms, whether it's Apple, Podbean, um, or you can watch it right on YouTube. But I encourage you, go check it out because it really lays the foundation for uh, what Pastor Al is going to challenge us through uh, the rest of the, the series. Well, I think the other thing, one thing that really led me to it is is every time I, I'm, I'm around people and, okay, they have a broken marriage, just a mess. I mean, it's terrible yeah. and it doesn't look like there's any restoration yeah. in it. Or somebody has lost a job and it was a bad situation. This is what they all say. It's going to take a miracle. Yeah. 
Well, guess what? God is yeah. still in the miracle business. And and I tried to remind people that we serve the same God today that Moses did. Yeah. And David and yeah. everybody. And God is still in the miracle business. Now, have I seen people, you know, take up the mat and, and walk? Or have I seen the blind see, you know, mm -hmm. God restore the sight? Not literally right here on earth, but I have seen some amazing, amazing things. Yeah. And I've said many times, most of us, I think what we're doing is we're so much waiting on a miracle and we don't realize that we're already living in. Yeah, that's awesome. So over the next uh, few weeks to kind of coincide with uh, the Miracle Series, we're going to bring, you know, different individuals and families on this podcast right. and kind of just chat with them about, you know, miracles that they've experienced mm -hmm. uh, in their life. But today is kind of all about setting that up. Right. I mean, you kind of just touched on it, um, but I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add to it, but just to be very clear, you know, as you were preparing, you know, for this message series, Miracles, uh, what was the major reasoning behind, you know, why miracles, why now, what kind of okay. led you to that? Well, as we know, we're living in a different day and age. Yeah. Uh, we know that there's been a lot of, let's just call it political unrest. People yeah. watch the news A lot more. of craziness. Yeah, and I almost quit watching the news because it, yeah. it can get depressing. Yeah. And so people look, oh my gosh, the, what's going to happen? Are we going to be here? Is the U.S. going to be here? And it's like people just need to relax, you know, yeah. and understand that nothing has caught God by surprise. Mm -hmm. And so I know that there's been a lot of, uh, because of all the coronavirus and the people that stay at home that would normally go to work and they're home with their spouse and their kids. And there's been a lot of uh, domestic abuse. There's been a lot of things and uh, a lot of unrest and, mm. and, and it does, it's going to take a miracle to fix some of that. Yep. A lot, the suicide rate has gone crazy. And I just think that, you know, people needed hope. People needed to hear that God is still in the miracle business and it literally a miracle it doesn't just have to be that god just you know saves you from dying yep you know understand it's simple things and i think that's where we get confused sometimes about miracles yep. and i'm just trying to you know yeah well even through all throughout scripture we see all different types of miracles right. we see you know kind of the health miracles we see the provision miracles yep. we see you know all these you know really cool things that happen and i think you hit the nail on the head when you said you know, a lot of times we lose perspective of that. It doesn't just have to be raising somebody right. from the dead or right. not that that can't happen, but right. yeah, great. That's really good. Um, what about, so you mentioned you've been in ministry for around 35 ish years, married yeah. 36 years. I right. think I got that right. Um, you've been around a lot of people you've served in, you know, several different, you know, churches, you know, over your yeah. ministry. But when you look back on, you know, some of the things that you've seen happen, whether it's a story you've heard or whether, you know, you've yeah. actually kind of yeah. played a part in it or been right. along pastoring somebody through something crazy. Right. What are some of the things, miracles that you've seen well, and dealt with and experienced? Well, really, I mean, there are numerous. One that really sticks out is uh, it was uh, 1995. I was serving as a student pastor and Boaz, Alabama. I was actually in the student ministry up until the time I was 40. Okay. So I've just been in the pastoral ministry, you know, for the last 20 years. But uh, anyway, uh, there was this girl uh, named Holly, Holly Mullinax. Okay. She's married now, got kids. And uh, so you go back to 95, she was 15 years old. So let me do my math here, 26 and 50. She's about 40, 41 okay. years old. And uh, she was a beautiful girl. She was one of my most 
godliest students. And uh, she was on the cover of Teen Magazine. I mean, she was wow. beautiful. Well, she started having bad headaches. I mean, super bad. Nobody could ever diagnose her. And they found out she had a big brain tumor. Hmm. They didn't know if it was malignant or not, but they had to go in to remove it. And they told her she only had a 50-50 chance of even survival. And I was at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. And for some of you that in Alabama that knows that hospital, it's huge. Yeah. And I was there with her dad and her mom. And, uh, and as they wheeled her through that, open those doors, it's just a long hallway. And I mean, I walked with her as far as I could, her and her mom mm. and her dad, and she went in. And after 12 hours of surgery, wow. she woke up. Okay. And they got, and they asked her her name. And then the first person she saw was her dad. And her dad was hanging right over like this right here. And when she woke up, though, the first word she said was, Happy birthday, dad. That day was her dad's birthday. Wow. And so she came out of that thing. And, and what I had to do, now understand, they shaved yeah. her beautiful long hair. I mean, it was, it was, you know, as you can imagine. And this huge, long scar with staples. And so I was very close to her and the family. Actually, she lived in my backyard, basically yeah. their house. And so I'd become close with their family. And so they asked me, could I go down and talk to her? Because, you know, now she was struggling with what she may look like. And I took the mirror and said, are you ready for this? And she said, yeah. And she looked at herself. And she had thanked God, though. She said, this is just a scar, but one that I'll always remember. And now here she is, as I told you, married, just as beautiful yeah. she ever has been. That's one, you know, even here we have a, I won't say the name yet because we may save that story, yeah. but of a, one of our very, you know, our members been here for a while that had a major throat surgery and they didn't know that that person would be able to talk again. And that person called me the day after the surgery in the hospital. Hello, mm. Pastor Al. And yep. you probably know who I'm talking about, but been through multiple surgeries since then. But it's just incredible. And, I, and I'll just say this. My uncle, who's dead now, but he was a pastor. But I used to go with him around the hospitals. This is like 1981 and 82 when I, before I went to college. And uh, he would visit people. And I've seen two or three times in his life where he would walk into a hospital room. And somebody, they said, basically eaten up with cancer or they wouldn't live. Yeah. And he said, God said, he would heal you wow. and you, you, you have no sign of cancer or something. And guess what? It happened. Have I ever walked in and told him by that? No, God's never impressed that on my heart, yeah. but I have seen it with my own eyes, you know? And, yeah. and sometimes incredible. if, yeah, if you go and you talk to people like that, you know, uh, some people think you're crazy, but God, I mean, if God chooses to get, choose to raise somebody up and walk today, yeah. he'd still do that. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah, I think that kind of gets back to, you know, one of the points you made on Sunday when you really are abiding in Jesus constantly. I mean, you. Yeah. We you, don't really know. It's just that mustard seed faith. Yeah. That moves mountains. You know, I use that illustration sometimes when I passed out that seed years ago. Well, they thought it was a seed. And then you break it open. You see how many little seeds in it. Yeah. I mean, it's like just a of a pen, just the it's minute. Yeah. And we just think about what little faith we do have, you know, hmm. but. Yeah. But I think for where people get confused a lot of time, those pastors, uh, we try to cover ourselves. Say, well, you know, the ultimate healing always comes in heaven. Correct. Well, it does. But if God chooses to heal you right here on earth, you know, that's that's great. Yeah. You know, it's like me. I know the Lord. 
I love golf, but I'm not ready for a tea time in heaven right now. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. but, but even my own life, you know, even the fall that I had in October, I mean, when I go to the hospital and I go through back to all these physical therapists, they, they call me a walking miracle. Yeah. And, and I really am. Yeah. Well, just as you were sharing that story, it reminded me when I was five years old. So my parents were missionaries. I, I'm not sure if I talked about that on the podcast, worked at, you know, in a camp setting. Right. You know, my in the summer, my dad dealt with the kitchen. And then throughout the rest of the year, he was kind of the office manager, payroll, all that stuff. Hmm. Um, but we didn't have a lot of money growing up. And I remember, um, you know, it was just a time where we didn't, we actually did not have food, you know, to eat at that time. Yeah. You know, just, it was all gone. And just how God provided through a miracle. These people, we, I don't think right. my parents know who it is today. Right. People in there had face masks on. They got out of a white van. It looked like they'd come to kidnap us. <laughs> <laughs> they dropped off all this food. And I remember shortly later that year too, I was I really wanted a bike. But of course, we didn't have money to buy a bike. I prayed right. for a blue bike. And guess what I got? A blue bike. Hmm. But it's just cool how God uses those, especially in a, with a kid right. at a young age that, right. you know. And the other side of that is God used people you right. know, the Holy Spirit was prompting them, hey, the Andersons need something right now. So oftentimes we're on the other side of somebody's right. miracle and we need to make sure that we don't just ignore those promptings and Well, you know, I came from nudges. family yeah, of nine, seven Oof. kids. And <laughs> and I mean I mean poor, you know. Yeah. I mean in a twelve hundred cylinder block house, twelve hundred square foot cylinder block house, three bedrooms, mm. two baths, six boys and three double beds in one room. Of course my sister got her own room yeah. and mom and dad, you know. But the thing was, we were like that. We we there was no such thing as open kitchen in a pantry or snacks. Yeah. We didn't have that. Yeah. When we could get a five cent, you know, nickel candy bar and a six cent cherry coke at the drugstore by collecting coke balls, well, that, that yeah. was a big day for us. And and so you know, I mean, we we were just blessed how God took care of us like that. Yeah. But mom and dad always, we never missed a meal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. Um, another question I had for you. You know, I think you mentioned it earlier, you know, even as a pastor, we'll kind of give that caveat. Well, you know, we want you to be healed here, but, you know, right. ultimate healing is in heaven, you know, right. because there is a little skepticism there. You know, we often don't have that faith. Right. But what would you say to somebody who is like, I absolutely don't believe in miracles at all. I don't think they, you know, happen today. How would you kind of combat that? What would you encourage them with? Well, I, I, well, first of all, if you're still, if there's still breath in your lungs, there's yep. still hmm. a chance for a miracle. You yep. know what I mean? And and I, I think uh, I've kind of written some things down uh, in here. You know, uh, most people don't recognize how much they need a miracle. You have to catch the burden. You have to feel the crushing weight of the problem in your life. Wow. And if you're in that place today, you're in a good place. But until you feel the burden, you can't experience the blessing. And here it is. God will take our brokenness and turn it into blessedness. Yep. And that's what we just got to get to. We, we just have to get to the point that we just become before God, you know, in just total brokenness and say, God, this, this, this is who I am. And God is going to take a miracle. And God, I need a miracle. God, I need a touch that only you can give. Yep. And God, Amen. whether you choose to touch me physically on this earth right now and heal me from whatever disease it may be, or whether it's from bankruptcy or whether it's to restore this marriage or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. Or if God, you've got better plans for me to take me home now and ultimate healing, yeah. you know, to come in heaven. I think it's hard because a lot of times I told that this reminds me of Bill Hill. You know, he was 91 when he yeah. died and I was there and, and in the hospital room talking to him. And, and I always tell this to a lot of people, you know, when you know Jesus, the last breath you take here on earth. Yeah. will be the first breath you take in heaven because to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Yeah. And he looked at me and he told me two things. One is he said, I don't have COVID, <laughs> which was hilarious. Yeah. And then the second thing he says, you know, I do believe that. And I've yeah. always said that, but it's different when you know you're about to face it. Yeah. And it is true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I would just say to people that, you know, guess what? Nothing, understand this, uh, if I, if, if I can go back, you said my mother always would give me yep. thing, and it's a quote, and I've always used yep. it, uh, okay, because nothing catches God by surprise, right? Yep. But if God allows it to come to us, so here it is. This is what it says. There's no trouble, no testing, or no circumstance that can ever touch hmm. me until, first of all, it's going to pass God, pass Christ, then right through to me. But I yep. refuse to become panicky as I realize if it has come that hmm. far, it has come as some purpose of blessing to my own heart. Yep. And then when we get to that point, it's like, the devil can't even touch us yeah. because we realized that it had to go through the Trinity to even get yep. to us. Amen. That's awesome. Well, so next few weeks, we're going to be interviewing and chatting with different people just about things that they've experienced in their life as it relates to miracles and just uh, their testimonies and how mm-hmm. God has worked in their life. I was, I'm glad we uh, finally got you on here. So yeah. to kind of talk a little bit about kind of the why behind this uh, miracle series. Uh, That was really good, and it was fun hanging out and chatting. Uh, But as always, we love hanging out with you on Thursday afternoons on our Conversations podcast. And just like I said in the beginning, if there's ever anything that you want us to talk about or wrestle with, don't hesitate to reach out. And we are just excited uh, to go through this sermon series and put handles on it and talk about it with you guys. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today, and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.